This morning, I want to I speak to you about what to do in times of trouble. What to do in times of trouble. And, and you know, it, some, sometimes we forget how far we've come. We've been in war since 2001. That's what, 16 years, 17 years uh, coming up this week, September 11th. Amen. And uh, what, what's today's date? The 10th? So tomorrow is September 11th. And so uh, 16 years we've been in war. And, uh, you know, some of you have children that don't know a single day where our country has not been in war. And we kind of forget that there's been a lot of sacrifice. There's been a lot of, lot of toil and pain and things that have been happening in this world. And so we've, we've faced a lot of trouble. Amen. Now, let me just say this. Uh, this is side notes. I, I just reminder right now. I just read a, an article in the news about the lakes. I think it's the Great Lakes up in the, the Michigan area that the, the fish have, have uh, it, they found in the fish traces of uh, opium and psychotic drugs. Because the people have been eating so much of that stuff. Because, because they, their, their depression, their fear, their anxiety, whether it's the things happening in the world or the things happening in their own personal world. I mean, we are, we are a drugged up nation. And that's not the way we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be free. If you need a little pill just so that you don't kill yourself, there's something wrong. And that freedom comes through the love of Jesus Christ. Jesus paid the price for you to be free, amen? That's where you need to come before God and say, Lord, I need freedom. I cannot be upon these things. I cannot be walking in fear. I need to walk in freedom in the name of Jesus. Amen? And, and there's, there are, our hearts are turned because of the news. We got so much news that we're feeding. And, and the news never says, hey, good morning. It's a great day today. Nothing bad's happening. You never hear that news. You only hear all the terrible things. And if they don't, there's not something terrible, they make up something terrible. That's why the Word of God is the only truth. It's the good news. The Word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The good news is that the kingdom of God is here now with man. And in the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So we just have to make our abode there. We have to live there. Amen. Even though this world seems like it's going through chaos, the, the, the Spirit of God and the kingdom of God reigns and rules on the inside of you. Amen. That even though you go through the valley of the shadow of death, you will not fear. Amen. And so I want to speak to you about what to do in times of trouble. In Ephesians, go and open up your Bibles. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 6. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 6. And we're going to learn about what to do in times of trouble. Because just because you're going through a time of trouble does not mean that you're helpless. And does not mean that you're defeated. Amen. You're just going through the time of trouble. One person said, if it seems like you're going through hell, push on the gas and go through it. Don't stay there, amen. Hallelujah. And so you're going to go through times of trouble. You're not going to be, you're not going to stay in trouble, amen. And so I want to teach you 
what to do in times of trouble. In Ephesians chapter 6, beginning in verse 10, it says, A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Tell your neighbor, be strong in the Lord. Again, be strong in the Lord. First thing that you, you have to remind yourself that your strength is not about how strong you are or how, how great you think you might be. Our strength comes from the Lord. And so we become strong in the Lord. You might be going through adversity and you might be going through a time of trouble. And it might seem like it's so big and it's so great that it's going to crush you. It might crush you, but it won't crush, crush God. And you are not by yourself. You are with him. So be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. It's not your power. It's his power. You might, adversity might be a bill that you can't pay. You might not have the money, but God does. You might be facing adversity where it seems like, like you're surrounded by enemies that are trying to even take your life. But God is with you. And there's more for you than against you. Amen. You have, to, you have to open up your spiritual eyes and see that you are not abandoned, but God is with you no matter what you face. Reminded the situation when the prophet, fulfilling God's plan for his life, would prophesy where the attacks of the enemy, the enemy got so fed up with the, the prophet knowing the plans that they said, we're going to go and we're going to capture the prophet. And they surrounded the whole, the whole city that he was in, ready to overtake him. The prophet steward woke up and he says, ah, master, they're here. There's no way out. We are surrounded. The prophet looked at his, his steward and said, listen, there's more for us than against us. And he said, Lord, open up their eyes, open up his eyes. And when he opened up his eyes, he saw the army of the Lord surrounding the army that was trying to attack him. And one moment, one voice, one act of authority, blindness hit the entire army that was attacking him. And God gave him victory, amen. I want to prophesy over you that when you are strong in the Lord, the Lord will give you victory in Jesus' mighty name. Victory is yours. There's more for you than against you. You will not be defeated in Jesus' name. And so when we go through these times of trouble, when we go through these difficult times, we have to learn to be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. You are not by yourself and you are not defeated. Amen. The, the Lord of glory is with you. Amen. Hallelujah. And so see yourself in Christ. See yourself in Christ. That, that when, when, when adversity comes, say, Lord, thank you that you're with me. That nothing can separate me, me from your love. And that I am in you and you are in me. Amen. See yourself in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is a spiritual warfare that you are facing. Many times when the, the, tr the troubles come and adversity comes, we think it's a physical thing, but it's not. It's spiritual. You don't know the hearts, the, what, what, what the enemy has been doing to the hearts of, the, of those that have been attacking you. Or to the situation that, that, that was going on that, that put 
put you in a position where it seemed like you're, it was going to destroy you. These are spiritual attacks. Spiritual attacks that happen in the home, spiritual attacks that happen in the workplace, spiritual attacks that happens in your finances, spiritual attacks that happen in your, in your own life. These are spiritual attacks to oppress you, to destroy you, to cause you to quit and give up. You have to recognize that, that it's a spiritual attack. There are a lot of people who say, oh, I'm going to fight. I'm going to just fight. And you try to fight with swords and with, with guns and with, with, with things of this materialistic world. But the fight is not in the, in the flesh. The fight is in the spirit. You cannot fight the things that are in the spirit with fleshly devices. You have to fight where the battlefield is. And so we fight in the spirit, amen. Verse 12 says, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Sometimes we look at people and we think that we're fighting them. You're not fighting them. You don't know the devils that have been controlling them. Amen. You, you attack the evil forces that are, that are controlling their life and watch how the Lord will set them free. Amen. Hallelujah. And so th this is a spiritual warfare and you have to recognize it. Whatever adversity comes, recognize there's a spiritual warfare that's behind it. Amen. Verse 13. Therefore. Put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these, Hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Say amen. amen. And so we recognize that it's a spiritual warfare. And you don't want to go to the battlefield naked. You don't want to show up not being equipped. And so we have a battle clothing. We have a, a uniform. We have armor to wear for the battle. And so it says put on the Lord's armor. In other words, you have to put it on. You don't just wake up and it's on. You don't just wake up and your clothes magically appear on you and you walk out of the... Well, some of you do, and Johnny before he got married. <laughs> but you have to put on the armor of God and recognize what you put on. Some of you will go, you might be going to, to exercise. You don't put on nice dress shoes to go running. You don't wear the, you know, black leather shoes to, to go run a couple of miles. You're not dressed for it. Amen. You don't put on a suit and tie to go to the gym. Matter of fact, 
Most gyms, they have a sign that says you must be wearing appropriate attire. If I was working at the gym and you showed up with a suit and a tie, I'll tell you, you're not ready for this. And you wonder why we might be destroyed when trouble comes or it seems like we are losing the battle. When adversity comes our way, it's because, maybe it's because you're not dressed for warfare. Football season starting right, you know, today. I, it's okay. Cowboys play later on tonight. We're fine. <laughs> you Texans need salvation. <laughs> Praying for you. And you Eagle fans, I, I don't know where you, y'all just, y'all need a lot of help. But in football season, nobody goes into the game without a helmet and shoulder pads and, and the, the proper equipment. You can't play the game with, without the right uniform. Well, what makes you think you can do warfare without the Lord's armor? What makes you think that you could just, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to have victory over this. When you don't even have God's armor on your life. When I hear a scream in my house, I know what time it is. When I hear one of my girls scream, I don't go running, what is it? What's going on? No, 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 no. I get up nice and calmly. I get up. I might be in bed. I get up. I hear a scream. Ah! Kevin! I get up. I don't run. Go into the, my closet. I grab my shoe. Because I know it's a cockroach that needs to be killed. I'm not going to show up to the battle without a shoe. To tell you the truth, it wasn't Kevin that killed the cockroach. It was the shoe. The force and the power of the shoe. Every one of you need to be dressed for warfare. Amen. Whether you're fighting or not, you have to be dressed for warfare. And to tell you the truth, if you're not fighting, it means you're being defeated. Or you're running. This armor is something you have to wear every day, all the time. Put it on in Jesus' name. Amen. And so it says, put on God's armor. It's not your armor, it's God's armor. That's why I love about God's armor because I'm dressed like the Lord Jesus Christ when I put this on. And so when I put this on, the devil doesn't know who he's messing with. He sees someone walking in the armor of the Lord, he starts running the other way. Last time I messed with that, I lost everything. I'm not going to do that again, amen? And so you put on the Lord's armor, amen? What does it say? The Lord's armor, the very first thing is the belt of truth. Truth. Everybody say truth. And so, you know, there are a lot of attacks that we, we face that they're, they're full of lies. They're full of lies. Attacks in our family where, where, where you know, uh, maybe a spouse says, I don't love you no more. Well, that's a lie. That's just an emotional response. That's something that that, that, that person might be saying, but that's not the truth. Matter of fact, to tell you the truth, your spouse loves you more than anything else. I mean, Think about this. You know, if you've been married 15, 20 years, 30 years, and, 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 
and then one day your spouse says, I don't love you. You've been with me for 30 years. You love me more than you love your underwear. You love me more than anything else. You've never been with any, you've been with me longer than you've been with your parents. It's a, for you to say, no, no, no. You love me. You're, you're invested in time. You just, you, you're just going through a moment of forgetfulness. You're going through a spiritual attack. You're going through a lie of the No, you love me. And you can't get rid of me. I know I've tried 30 years to get rid of you, and I couldn't do it, so I figured. Amen? Truth. Everybody say truth. Truth, truth is whom God brings together, no man separates. Amen? Hallelujah. And so truth has to reign and rule. You put on the belt of truth. Say, I put on the belt of truth. No matter what situation, no matter what attack, no matter what circumstances, truth is going to reign. You might hear one thing from one, uh, one person. You might hear something on, on TV. You might hear something in, on the Internet. You might hear all these things, but all those things change. The only thing that does not change is the Word of God. Right. Amen. And Jesus is the truth. Amen. So we put on truth. Everybody just go, and go like that to your waist. Amen. It's the belt of truth. Why is it a belt? Because, you know, like, you know, not today because we got all these fancy clothes that fit in the right way. But, but in the past, you know, if you wore some pants, you better had a belt or those things are not going to stay on. Truth will keep everything supported. Truth will hold up everything in spite of everything, in spite of every lie and every attack. Truth must reign amen so we put on truth amen and then it says put on the body armor of God's righteousness or the shield of righteousness the shield of righteousness I mean I'm sorry the breastplate of righteousness the breastplate of righteousness and so it, it covers your 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 organs it, it 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 says put on righteousness we did not we are not righteous because of what we've done stay with me we are righteous because of what Jesus has done for us. And so when I say I put on righteousness, I'm recognizing that I've been made righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ. That I did not purchase this, that this is not something that I earned, but I am been made righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ. So that when the enemy says, huh, you're not righteous, don't you know what you did yesterday? Don't you think about, don't you remember the thought that you had the other day? Don't you remember you did this, you did that? When you put on righteousness, you are claiming that you've been made righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ. Not by your works, but by what he has done for you at the cross of Calvary. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says, now we are the righteousness of God. Say, I am the righteousness of God. And so when we know that we're the righteousness of God, that means we could go before the Father without having any guilt any shame, any guilty conscience, because how many of you have ever done something and then you knew that if you were going to ever talk to that person that there's something going on? That if you were ever in that person's presence, you're thinking, oh man, they're going to think this, they're going to see this. And what happens is a guilty consciousness, oh man, you know, I, maybe they heard that I did this, maybe they heard that I did that. And a lot of times we don't go before God because, oh, what I did yesterday or what I did the other day or what I, you know... And the devil will tell you, God doesn't love you. Look what you did. How do you say you love God? Maybe you're out of God's will. No, 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 no. All that's a lie. The Lord loves you. That's why he gave his only son, Jesus Christ. God loves you. And so we put on righteousness to remind ourselves that we have been washed by the blood of the Lamb. Amen? Say, I'm clean. I'm righteous by what Jesus has done for me. Amen? So we put on righteousness. 
And then the word of God says that we're supposed to put on the gospel, the shoes, amen? You know, these, you put on these shoes for the preparation of the gospel. In other words, you're supposed to go. You're not supposed to stay home. Someone says, well, I'll just stay home and, and pray and that will be my service unto the Lord. Thank God for prayer. But every one of us are commanded to go and make disciples. Preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. In other words, your feet have to be prepared to preach, to go and speak the good news of Jesus Christ. That wherever you go, I'm here to be an example of the love and show the love of Jesus Christ. Wherever I'm at, I'm here to preach the good, the good news of Jesus Christ. I have to go. I have to go. Amen. Not stay. Not do nothing. I'm a preacher. I, I, I preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. People need to know that, that life is not without hope, but that Jesus loves them. How would they know without a preacher? I'm the one that has to go. Look at my shoes. I'm going to make some new shoes, preacher shoes that say, just, just preach it. Just preach it. My feet are ready to go, amen. I'm ready to preach, amen. You have to understand, every time I, before I preach or before I go anywhere, even when I walk out the door, I always, remind, I, always, I always put on the armor, the Lord's armor. I get myself prepared to go, amen. I get myself to prepare to preach. And you might say, well, well, pastor, did you do a lot of study? Listen, I preach at times that there is no time to study. I'm ready in season and out of season. I'm ready to preach the gospel wherever I go. You might catch me at HEB. I'll tell you about the, the glory of the Lord there at HEB. I don't care. Why? Because I got the right shoes on. Amen. Some of you are not preaching because you, got, you haven't put on your shoes yet. Amen. Just like I mentioned, you've, if you put on running shoes, you know, you should run. I ain't going to go there. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Me and my wife were talking about that the other day. We were in the store, and I, I looked at some clothes, the, the, the ladies' clothes for, for exercise. And I said, honey, look at those clothes. Those are the clothes the girls were exercising. And she goes, yep, and sleeping. <laughs> in all season, they're all season clothes. <laughs> Somebody say, the shield of faith. The Bible says we take up the shield of faith. And so when the attacks come, when it seems like the enemy is throwing one attack after another attack after another attack, where is your faith? Are you holding up the shield of faith? You might say, oh, pastor, this is coming at me. And then this happened and this happened. I'll look at you and say, where is your faith? Just because the attacks are coming doesn't mean that it's supposed to hit you. You know, it, it, it's, it rained the other day, but I didn't get wet. Why? Because I had a roof. It was a shield. When you grab hold of the shield of faith, just because you're going through something, doesn't mean that it impacts you. Doesn't mean that it touches you. The enemy is a, he, you know, the devil, he will attack you left and right. He, the Bible says he's an accuser of the brethren. He's going to do something today, and he's going to do something tomorrow, and he won't quit. But if you have faith, it will not touch you. It will not hurt you. You hold up that shield of faith. The enemy tells you that you're not going to make it, that you can't do it. You can hold up the shield of faith. You tell that devil, 
The word of God says that you are a liar and you have no truth in you. And my Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so my faith is not in what you said in your lives. My faith is in the truth of the word of God. I can do it and I will do it in Jesus' name. That's faith. That's faith. And when you hold, you hold up that shield of faith, let me, let me see your shield, sir. How many, oh. See, the problem is that many of us are not holding it up. Matter of fact, most, most Christians are so quiet with their faith that, that, that the devil doesn't even know if they're, they're saved. Amen? Because we overcome. We overcome with the word of, word of the Lamb, the, the blood of the Lamb and the word of, of our testimony. And so every time I talk about what God did for me yesterday, just a reminder of what he's getting ready to do today. Amen. So my faith is solidified in the word of God. Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbors tell them, where's your faith? Point at the person behind you accusing them. Where's your faith? You got to remind yourself that we're supposed to be walking by faith and not by sight. Because the enemy will come and he'll accuse. But just like Jesus, when he, when he faced people that were going through situations, they were, oh no, what are we going to do? Jesus would go, where's your faith? Amen. Tell your neighbor, where's your faith? And if you don't know where it is, you better go find it. Amen. Everybody wants the mercies of God when God has given us grace, his word. Our faith is in the word of God. Our faith is in what God has said. Our faith is in what Jesus has done. Pastor, pray for me. Pray for yourself. Go get your own chunkla. Where is your faith? Your faith should, should be so big that when you walk down the street, the devil can't even see you. He just sees faith, 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 faith. The Bible says you will trample over, over serpents. You should be walking with faith so much that whatever adversity comes your way, you end up, oh, look at that. Look at that arrow that tried to just trample on that. Step right over that, 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 that attack of fear, that attack of depression, that attack of anger, that attack of anxiety, that attack of, 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 of lack and want, that attack of, of, of storms, all that. Just walking right over it. Why? Because faith, faith has, has, has protected me. Amen. Amen. And so we, we take up the shield of faith. Amen. Hallelujah. And then the word of God says we, we have to put on the helmet of salvation. Everybody say salvation. And so our thoughts and, and, and our, our focus should not be in defeat or fear or I'm not going to make it. Everything that we think should be in salvation. Our thoughts should be protected with salvation. That the Lord, our Lord and Savior, it, He has saved us and He will save us again. When, when it seems like, like there's no way, God will make a way. Our thoughts are, praise God, there's a miracle on its, on its way.
Praise God, I'm going to have victory. Praise God, we're going to accomplish it. Praise God, it's going to happen in Jesus' name. Praise God, we're going to have victory. All our thoughts are thoughts of salvation. What happens is when the attacks come many, and troubles come, we start thinking, oh, no, they're going to leave me. Oh, no, I'm going to fail. Oh, no, I'm going to get fired. Oh, no, I'm not going to make it. Oh, no, this sickness is going to bring me to death. Shut up, you. Where's your faith? Rise up your, think salvation thoughts. I shall not die, but I shall live and give glory to God. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I am blessed and no curse can come upon me in Jesus' name. Whatever I touch will prosper in the name of Jesus. What am I doing? Salvation thoughts. Salvation thoughts. Salvation thoughts. Not thoughts of fear. Not thoughts of, of desperation and, and quit and, and brokenness. and No. Salvation thoughts. Amen. Hallelujah. My mother, you know, she would confess all the time. My children are disciples of the Lord and great is their peace and undisturbed composure. Even when we weren't acting like disciples of the Lord. My children are disciples of the Lord, greater their peace and undisturbed composure. She would speak it. Amen. She would hear things about, about my brothers, not about me because I was always a good one. Um, but she would hear things and, and she would say, no, that, that's not my children. That's not, that wasn't my, no, my children, no. My children are disciples of the Lord and greater their peace and undisturbed composure. Amen. She had thoughts of salvation. She had thoughts of victory. Do you have thoughts of victory? Do you have thoughts of salvation? Can you see yourself out of debt? Can you see yourself living the way you desire to live? Can you see yourself preaching the gospel, serving God the rest of your life? Can you see your family living for the Lord? Can you see yourself healed, healthy, and strong? Can you see yourself happy and full of life and full of joy, not because of anything on the outside, but because of what the Lord has done for you? Can you see yourself that when the trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ will rise up, and then we remain will be caught up in the air? Can you see yourself caught up in the air with Jesus Christ? In salvation. Amen. And so you guard your thoughts with the, with the helmet of salvation. You put it on. Amen. If it's not the word, I don't accept it. Amen. Say, if it's not the word, I don't accept it. And so I guard my mind with the word of God. Amen. It has to be salvation thoughts. Amen. Hallelujah. And then it says, take up the sword of the spirit. Amen. Which is the word of God. The sword of the spirit, which is the rhema and the, and the logos. The Logos is the written word, that the Bible that you have in, in, in front of you, that's the written word, that's the declared word. So when you grab a hold of the word of God, you know, that, that's, that's amazing. Uh, but that's something that's just knowledge and information. But when the Spirit of God illuminates the word and the Spirit of God speaks to you and gives you revelation of the word, that's Rema. Everybody say Rema. And when the Rema word of God comes, that allows you to, to step into a higher level of living. It becomes real for you. Amen. And so you take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And that Word goes into your heart, and you begin to meditate, and you begin to, 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 to apply it to your life. But then it comes out of your mouth, and you begin to speak it. And you speak it with power and authority and victory. Amen? And so that is the, the sword of the Spirit. That is the sword of the Spirit where you pick it up and you begin to speak a thing. That when something's coming your way and adversity is coming, you could begin to bind things and begin to cast those things out or loosen things because you have received the Rema word of the keys of the kingdom. 
and the authority that we have in the name of Jesus. So you can begin to speak to things and say, in the name of Jesus, I bind that in the name of Jesus. It shall not come near me. It shall not touch my family in Jesus' mighty name. Or you can begin to speak, I release I release these blessings over my life in the name of Jesus. Devil, take your hands off of it right now. I'm using the authority according to the word of God. Amen. And then the Holy Spirit begins to move in your life. The Holy Spirit begins to speak to you. And then you begin to speak words of wisdom, words of knowledge. You begin to preach a, a word of comfort, a word of peace, a word of deliverance. Discernment of spirits come and you'll be able to speak and, 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 and realize when, when, when you're dealing with a devil and you can cast that devil out. You're all this by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's part of the armor. Take it up. Amen. You're not weak. You're powerful in Christ. Amen. And then the Bible says that we're supposed to pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Everybody say, pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit, pray in the spirit is, is not a multiple choice. Pray in the Spirit is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to pray in the Holy Ghost. Well, Pastor, I, I can't pray in the Holy Ghost. Stop saying that. Start using your faith. I can. Start, begin to declare, Lord, I thank you that you are baptizing me with your Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and today I shall speak in the name of Jesus. Use your faith. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, you get caught up with God. You get so on fire for the Lord. You walk out of that place completely victorious in Jesus' name. And so we pray. Everybody say pray. pray. See, when times of trouble come, you're supposed to pray. You're supposed to pray. A lot of people, listen, prayer is not sending somebody a message of a prayer. Oh, we're going to do intercession prayer. So I'm going to message Pastor Veronica because she'll do all the praying for me. Keep those prayers to yourself. Amen. You pray in the Spirit, amen. And you let the Spirit of God move inside of you, and you let Him take over your mind, your heart, and your, and, your, and, your, and your tongue. And next thing you know, you even start, what, what is this? When it starts happening, you, you start going slow. And it feels like your tongue is, 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 is on a machine gun. And then it just rises up. And then anointing hits in. And whenever the anointing hits, everything elevates. Everything gets stronger. So the anointing hits you. And next thing you know, and your, your mama and your sister are like, what's going on with them? And you say, oh, pastor, but that is weird. That's the spiritual walk of the believer. I guarantee you in times of trouble, they're going to be knocking on the door. Hey, can we come in? Can you pray for me? Amen. And so we pray in the spirit. Amen. Whatever the Lord, how the Lord leads you, you say, well, pastor, how do I learn it? You don't learn it, you receive it. Just like salvation, you gave your life to the Lord, now just begin to receive your ba the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, amen. Speaking in tongues is not, is not baptism of the Holy Ghost. Speaking in tongues is just evidence, amen. Just like if we lit a, a match and the fire was on that match and I blew it out and you saw the burnt marks. The burnt marks is not fire. The burnt marks just says that there was evidence that fire is there, was there. Same thing with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, amen. Hallelujah. So the Word of God says pray in the Spirit, amen. Pray in the Spirit. I'm telling you, there are times and troubles that you're going to go through that the thing that the enemy does is he tries to get you to forget who you are. 
That's why every time we go through a time of a, a struggle, a, 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 a trouble, a lot of times we get quiet. We get so quiet. And, and people say, what's going on with you? And you're trying to be strong. Nothing. Nothing. And everybody knows something's going on because they've seen your content. Not, nothing. But if you get along with God, praying the Holy Spirit, and you cast all your cares upon the Lord, and you walk out fully dressed with the, with the, the armor of the Lord, I'm telling you, you walk out of that place, people are like, man, what's going on with you? You walk taller. You walk stronger. You walk, you walk on fire for God. Amen? You don't allow the adversity to come and attack your heart. You're walking in victory in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Some of you just need to get alone with God and pray in the spirit, and you'll see that God will go before you and fight all your battles. But the problem is we get so quiet. We don't pray in the spirit. And we go into this, woes me. Amen. I was facing a situation one time. And uh, it was like the some of the worst news and the worst situation I ever faced in my life. And I didn't know what to do. So I just prayed in the Holy Ghost. I just got along with God. I mean, in my tears, in my cry, just praying in the Spirit. I, wa I received victory and I walked out of that place. When I walked out of that place, there was a, a team that I was mentoring. And the team looked at me and said, Pastor Kevin, can I, can I talk to you? I said, well, yeah, what, what is it? I have a question. And he said, you're always happy. It's like you never go through hard times. And I looked at the guy and I wanted to cry as he told me that. And I told him, I said, bro, if you knew what I was going through, you would see the greater miracle. I've learned to get lost in the Holy Ghost. Amen. 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 Tell your neighbor, pray in the Spirit. Hallelujah. And if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, receive it today in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll pray for you. Amen. I'm telling you, Pastor Veronica's anointed. She'll lay hands on you. Spirit of God will come upon you real quick. You'll start praying. Amen. Hallelujah. And then it says to pray for the believers. Amen. Don't forget about your brothers and sisters in, in difficult times. Don't forget about those that are in the mission field. Don't forget about those that have, that have sacrificed and are going through a, a, a time of, of test and trial. Pray for them as well, amen. Remember them in your prayers, amen. Hallelujah. Now go with me to Romans 10, 13. Two scriptures I want to read to you, and then we're going to pray. In Romans 10, 13, it says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. In Proverbs 18, verse 10, it says, The name of the Lord is a strong fortress. The godly run to him and are saved. Somebody shout Jesus. Jesus. Oh, I can't hear you. Jesus. Louder. Jesus. The Bible says whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. When you're going through a time of trouble and you don't know what to do and it seems like there's no way out, just call upon the Lord. Say the name of Jesus, the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says that the righteous run to that name and are saved are safe. When I was a child, I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would think that there was things in my room that weren't there. And I would go to my dad and I would say, Dad, there's something going on. My dad got tired of me waking him up in the middle of the night and he said, Son, go back to your room. If you ever feel fear, 
You just call upon Jesus. He'll be there to save you and help you. Every time I called upon the name of the Lord, every time I cried out to Jesus, it was like a light that shined in the room and that darkness would just leave. When you call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. No matter what you face, no matter what that situation might be, if you will call upon the name of the Lord, you will see the saving power of the Lord. That's what He does. He saves to the utmost. No matter what you face and how difficult it might be, if you will call upon the name of Jesus the power of salvation will rise up and it will save you in every area it will save your mind it will save your marriage it'll save your health it'll save your spirit it'll save every part of you the saving power of Jesus Christ is in every area and for whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved somebody shout Jesus, Jesus. again Jesus. Jesus hallelujah father I thank you I thank you that though we might go through trouble, trouble will not go through us, Lord. I thank you that we have victory in Jesus' name. And in times of trouble, we will dress ourselves for warfare, and we will pray in the Spirit, and we will call upon you, Lord, for you are an ever-present help in time of need. Father, I pray for my brothers and my sisters, those here and those watching. Lord, I ask you to help them. I ask you to deliver them. I ask you to provide for them in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I thank you that we are rising up into victory. We're rising up into power. And Lord, that there's no weapon formed against us. We'll prosper in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that you will give us testimony of your glory and that we will tell the world that you are real, that you are alive, and that we are saved by your blood. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Can you give God praise? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Can I ask the worship team to come on up? Let's go and worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Who needs to hear this word today? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Say, I have victory in Jesus' name. Say, I'm dressed for warfare. I put on the full armor of God. I put on the belt of truth. Your word is true. I prepare my feet with the gospel of peace. I put on the breastplate of righteousness. I'm made righteous by the blood of the Lamb. I take up the shield of faith. I'm able to quench all the darts, all the fiery arrows of the enemy. I put on the helmet of salvation. My thoughts and my emotions are being ruled by salvation in Jesus name and I take up the sword of the Spirit which is the Word of God I will speak his word I will live by his word I'm dressed for victory in Jesus mighty name I thank you Lord that no weapon formed against me will prosper in Jesus mighty name Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let me say this over you. Hear this and claim it as yours. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers. 
and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrows that fly by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. It shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Now, the Lord is speaking to us right now. He says, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. That means your house is protected, amen. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot. Now the Father is speaking to you. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high. Because he has known my name, he shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. 